0: Hi everyone I'm Sarah Baker and this is mama stories I created mama stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be and overcoming the challenges of motherhood I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can so follow along to laugh cry and be empowered thanks for tuning in to today's show Have you heard about how we are changing the story for moms? Mama Fund is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to providing products, services, and education to moms in need. So check us out at mamafund.org. All right, today on the show, we have um, somebody very special. We have Corey with us. And Corey's actually going to be with us for two episodes uh, because she's a mom and she's a midwife.
1: Well, let's see. I have, in terms of being a mom, I have two kids. Um, My wife is Rachel. We've been married for almost six years. Um, And we have two kids um, who we conceived at home with a known donor. Um, And Like you birthed at home? I didn't know. I conceived. I did birth at home home. with uh, Arlo. My first... um, Kiddo's name is Greta, and she's almost five. She'll be five in July. And then Arlo is 18 months old. My wife and I got pregnant um, a month after we got married, and... um, She's really gross. I'm a midwife, so I am, like, very comfortable with vaginas and cervixes and all of that stuff. And she yeah. was like, oh, my God, you want me to what with a speculum and put what where? And I was like, oh, come on, just come here. I'll put the speculum in myself, and you just you put the, the semen up there. And she was like, oh, God, you know. Um, it was not a sexy experience, but um, it worked on our first try. And um, as a midwife, I was definitely – um, you know, I know a lot of things that can happen or not happen. And, mm. um, I was worried about twins and I was worried or not worried. I, I, um, knew that it was possible. So I definitely wanted an early ultrasound. I felt like knowing as early as possible. Did you helpful.
0: know there was twins cause they run in your, Oh, I they, they run in, in not the twin. donors. Oh, no, okay.
1: no. I just, you generally know, the possibility was like, of twins. Yes. Okay, and so you I just were was anxious like, about that. Yeah. Okay. And which is inter- you'll hear that it becomes more interesting in my second pregnancy. Okay. Um, and um, anyway, I had an early ultrasound, she was there, but it was really hard for me to believe that there was actually a human inside of me, which was so interesting because I had been a m- midwife for um I think twelve uh, like 11 or 12 years by the time I had conceived Greta. Oh, and before. I worked, okay. Yes. And it that was a fascinating experience just being on the pregnant side of things, but also feeling like it was so surreal. And I talked to moms about that all the time. I'm like, even as a midwife, I was like, theoretically, there's a human growing inside of me. Who knows? Maybe I'm just imagining this. Maybe I'm, You know, like maybe that was someone else's ultrasound picture that they showed me. And my friends were like, you're crazy. And (laughs) um, my midwife friends. And even like feeling the baby move, I was like, oh, it's like I have a twitch in my uterus. And they were like, when have you ever felt a twitch in your uterus? Yeah. I was like, right. That's the baby moving. Um, Did
0: this happen like the whole pregnancy or? Yes. Okay. Like
1: until... it was at 28 weeks, I tell this story a lot in the birth classes that I teach, that at 28 weeks I was sitting in the middle of the night peeing on the toilet and staring, the bathroom was connected to the room that was like her room, and um, I was like, holy shit, we have a new roommate moving into our house, and we mm. don't even know who it is. Like, what if we <laughs> don't like her? What if we, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all those things where you're like, oh my God, wait. Who is coming out of me? What is happening? Like, I I just did the mic hitting me. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Like, it just, I, like, had the realization that there was, like, a person coming. Even though I logically knew that that was the end of the process, obviously. And seen many, many babies come out of human, other women, you know? Um, So... um, And obviously when you
0: had her, was there obviously like this, oh my gosh, now I know my roommate. Yes. Now I know this beautiful little girl. I mean, I think
1: it was such a, it was a, yes, definitely. Um, I was so happy. I mean, but still you're like, who are you? Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, And um, we had planned a home birth with her, with the midwives I was working with, um, that I worked for at the time. Um, I worked at a birth, a different birth center prior to Women's Healthcare Associates. And um, th- I had planned to have a home birth, though I knew as a first-time mom, I was like, I have a higher rate of um, transfer. So I knew that it was a possibility. And I, at the end of my pregnancy, was listening to her heartbeat myself. I just was like, she's she had always been in the same position. So I was just kind of curious what was going on with her in there and um, I heard before I was, I was just starting to feel like a little bit crampy and I was like 41 weeks and I was like, my, like maybe I'm, this is the start of labor. And I was, and I was hearing spontaneous big dips in her heart rate, like, and I wasn't in labor at all. And I was like, Oh, that happened at nighttime. And I like ran to the bed, listening with the Doppler, like laid down, was like, okay, it's going to get recovered. And I was like, all right not going to make too big of a deal out of that. I'm going to listen again tomorrow. I didn't even tell my wife that it had happened because I was like, okay. Like, nobody else would ever know that that was happening. I'm just going to, like, I'll listen again. You're saying, m-
0: like, any other mom in that situation yes. wouldn't
1: know to look for that and wouldn't no. even
0: potentially have a way mom to Doppler hear. Doppler at yeah.
1: home to be listening or know what it meant. And so I was like – and I also knew that, like – That can happen randomly, and maybe I just totally randomly heard it, you know? Yeah. So I listened again the next day, and I heard it again. And so my wife was at work. I was just about to go out for a walk, I think, or something. And I was like, oh, I'll just listen to make sure everything's fine. And then I heard a big decrease in her heart rate again, and I was like, okay, I, you know, I need, I was like, I need, I knew then I just started sort of going into the midwife brain and yeah and midwifing myself in some ways I was like okay, I need more monitoring should I go to the birth center or should I go to the hospital like if it looks bad or if it looks really bad like I might need a C section right away so maybe why don't we just go to the hospital so I'm there um, if if it looks perfect I can leave you know and I was closer to the hospital so I my called my wife home from work um, somebody came to take care of our dog um I felt scared, and, um, but also th- something else that I talk about in the classes that I teach, I felt like, I was like, okay, like I just have to do what, this is like mothering, you know? I have to do whatever I have to do for this baby. Like, if I have to have, I, th- I thought that there was a very good chance that I would have a C-section with her. And I was like, I'm sad for myself if that is, my experience just because it's like really different than the experience that I was hoping for. And like, that sure. I, and I help a lot of women through cesareans, but, um, I've helped a lot of women through natural birth or vaginal birth also. And, um, I, um, but on the way there, I was like, okay, but I'll be okay. You know, if, yeah. if this is, if that's what I have to do, like, I, I believe that I can make it get through that, you know, that it's like very scary to me that it's going to be hard on my body. And, but if that's what I have to do, I'll do it. And I had to sort of come to peace with that yeah. on my way there. And thankfully, when we got there, I did. She Yes, she was still having like tons of these dips in her heart rate. And um, but she was fine overall. And they were like, you could go home. And I was like, and come back in an ambulance and labor because she's like really struggling. Like, no, let's yeah. just have a baby. You know, I'm 41 weeks. I'm, I'm. Let's just do an induction now, and thankfully, it was a hospital where we transferred to a lot, and they gave me a lot of um, just leeway and liberty to do. I mean, they were very, very accommodating to me. And they
0: also knew you were an expert, right? Like mm-hmm. that you've helped women through this. Yes, Because you, when you say transfer, you're talking about your patients. Yes. That are trying to birth here at a birth, birth center. Birth center or home. And then
1: we transfer into the hospital. Okay. And I didn't, we didn't, at the birth center I was at before, we didn't do hospital births. We do um, here, but um So, I mean, we didn't, we went with our patients as like a support person in labor, but we didn't, we weren't the provider attending like their birth or, or providing the care in the hospital. We were there as support people or like a doula role. Okay. And, um, but yes, they knew that they were like, you have like the most informed choice or consent of anyone. You know, I was like, I know like, yes, she looks like her heart rate looks like crap when I lay on this side or like it's very flat, but she's still moving. And if I turn to this side, the variability looks better, like these very technical things. And, but I'm like, I just was like, I felt like I was dancing on the knife. Basically. I was Mm. like, okay, I'm just gonna like, can I eke this baby out essentially, you know? And, um, I did. It was great. I ended up, um, I, they Started with cervidil, which is like a ripening um, agent, and
0: and is that like an injection?
1: It's not an injection. It's a. It looks like a little tampon, basically, that they like stick next to your cervix, and it has medication in it to help soften your cervix. And then they, um, and then. Actually, one of my coworkers now was the midwife who was on with me that night, which and she had been a coworker with me before at the other birth center I was at. And I still am like, I'm so sorry, Michelle, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting out of the shower. You can come take my blood pressure in the shower. I was so I mean, I was a pain in the ass patient. The yes. nurses, there was a student nurse working with me and they would like send her in to tell me things they'd be like, she'd be like, they said and I was like you tell them to come in here and talk to me if they want to tell me to do something different because I'm not doing it. And um, I ended up getting an epidural at when we were starting Pitocin just because I was having um, pretty severe back pain and we had to take out the first medication and I needed to be monitored and that's why I was there. You know, I had to like come to reason to be like, okay, I need to lay still, you know, to be able to monitor this baby. That's why I'm at the hospital. Mm -hmm. So let's get an epidural and I was very thankful for it because my my friends, the midwives who were there with me, were just, like, pushing on my back as hard as they could. I just had, in both of my labors, really intense bone pain, back mm. pain and, like, sits bone pain. Um, so the epidural was great. And I, like, kept begging them to turn the Pitocin back on because they kept turning it off because her heart rate was, like, but I was, like, I have to have contractions to have a baby. Like, We all know this, yeah. And um, how
0: long was that? How long were you in labor? It
1: was. I was about twenty-four hours that I was there. Wow. And, um, but it wasn't labor. Was like, uh, twelve, I would say, from when I started, or like, ten. You know, from when I started. It's a long time. Contract. Oh, that's nothing. I've had taken care of so many people with very long, much longer labor. So that was great. I was like, um which is so it was amazing. I mean, I really drew on the strength and the like experiences that I had been through with other women. It had such an impact on my like ability to cope with the experience that I was having. Was yeah. that I had been through these things with so many other people that like what a gift to me that yeah. I got to have that it, emotionally really, you know, I mean that we say that it's an honor to be with women and their experiences and like it really I drew on that on the experiences of so many other people and being like okay like she was okay I'm gonna be okay like I am gonna like come out of this a whole person and yeah whatever it is whatever it takes you know but yeah. um finally like at when I, I could tell that she was really low and that I was close to pushing and I was like, okay, get the OB in here. Like, I consent to a vacuum. I am going to push like hell and get this baby out as fast as I can because I know her heart rate is going to, like, tank when I'm pushing. You know, yeah. I was like, she's must is be. Is that what
0: naturally happens? It or? just –
1: it. well, I figured she was tangled in her cord because okay. of what we were seeing. And I was like, oh, when I start to push, that's all going to get yeah. tightened, basically. Sure. And the doctor was like, okay. She ended up, like, taking photos for me and, like, wiping my butt, you know, and – There was like a student midwife in there. I was like, hold my leg. I was just like bossing everybody around in the room. Well, you know what you're doing. And um, (laughs) it was just, I mean, it's really funny when I look back on it. I'm like, oh, that is just... Just, I'm sure that they were talking about it in a funny way for like weeks. They were like, oh God, <laughs> remember when that midwife had her baby and like the crazy things that they did. Um, but I got to, I like caught her myself, you know, oh, you I like, did? yes. Cause I mean, wow. especially with the epidural, it was like, it, it, I, I, I a mean, lot, a lot of women have the experience that you're feeling a lot still of the like ring of fire and the Baby coming out, but I was like, it was such a familiar feeling to me because I've been there, feeling so many babies emerge from women's vaginas that I was like, okay, like I know what to do. And one of the nurses who I worked with a lot was like, I was like doing perineal massage on myself and like catching her, and then I was like, she's, I can't do the cord. Somebody has to untangle this cord, like, oh, because it was, was tangled around. She her. had a her mm. nuchal cord three, it was around her neck three times, and oh, wow. So they unwrapped her. And then I was like to the NICU, I was like, "You give me that baby. I don't care what she looks like. I let me try to resuscitate her first or like see if I can get her to come around because they were just antsy and have her, you know, and I just had the midwife that was there with me that I worked with just stimulate her. And she came around really easy. She didn't need anything. Wow. Um, But I just was like very protective, you know, of her. And I was so relieved. And my wife. My poor wife, who's like not, does not like <laughs> blood, does not want like lacerations and vaginas. And like I said, cervix is just like, oh God, she, um, was just, you know, I mean, she was such a great support and like right there with me the whole time, like so brave herself yeah. and just sobbing when the baby, mm. when Greta was born and yeah. she was t- a tiny little peanut. She was six pounds, six ounces oh, and, little. um, once she was out, I was like, the whole time in my head, I was like, okay, if I don't have a C-section, like C-section, I'm leaving as soon as the baby's out. And so I left after my epidural wore off. I left three hours after the baby was born. I was like, okay, we are, we got what well, I had what I needed here, and now we're three leaving. Three hours? And I was like, as soon as I can walk and pee, I'm gone, you know? And wow, and the
0: hospital lets you leave that early? Yeah. Gosh, well, I you're, felt oh, like we could not get
1: out um, fast enough. It took us so long. I know, it takes forever, and that's, I'm like... I tell people all the time, like you're in charge, you are in charge of your own body. They can tell you what they recommend, but they are not holding you hostage there. Oh, it felt you know? like it though for yeah, me because
0: I, we wanted to go. We were like ready to go. And I had a friend who had a baby a couple weeks before and she was like, oh, milk it, like stay as long as you yes, can. And, and I was like, me
1: here. I just want home. Like, yes,
0: Not that it wasn't a great place. I loved the hospital, but.
1: It just felt really not at home. And you get interrupted so much in the hospital. I mean, the other thing for me, I knew the pediatrician who was on Mm. also because I had like been, you know, so I was like, I know what you're recommending. I understand what you're saying, but thank you for the information and I'm going to go home, you know, and give me whatever papers you need me to sign. And they, oops, they use the, um like, the fear tactic a lot in the hospital, like, your insurance might not pay for it, and it's not true. They will pay, they pay for the services that you, whatever, however they're going to If you left early, wouldn't that be cheaper for the insurance? (laughs) So, um, the pediatrician was like, okay, like, let me just do a couple things. You know, they, like, wrapped it up quickly. Um, Yeah, I, I was able to leave the hospital three hours later with her, and I, it was, I felt like I was, like, taking somebody else's baby out of the hospital a little bit. I was like, god they're i'm like leaving the hospital with a baby because i had never done that before i'd been at many births you know it was like such yeah. an out-of-body experience in yeah. some ways and such a sorry my watch it, it was it was such an out-of-body experience in some ways and such a um just a trip as a midwife and a mom it's like a familiar place that's so yes. unfamiliar yes like and it's, so i was like uh, they're letting you know like yeah hey, they're letting me take this baby with me you know yeah and of course I thought she was like the cutest baby ever born and I tell mm. moms I'm like you do think that you literally think that your baby is actually the cutest baby that was ever born and you like feel sorry for all the other moms yeah in the world you're like <laughs> oh I'm so sorry like I had the cutest one yeah and I like look back at pictures of her and she was so cute she had tons of hair Um, and she was so tiny, but then like, I was like, oh, but then, you know, they start losing the hair. They go through the awkward phases. And I'm like, I still thought you were like the cutest human that was ever born. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so I still can't believe you left the hospital three hours later. I was so
1: crazy, but I also had the midwives that had been taking care of me were going to do the normal home visits and like continue to provide my care and be on call for me. So I knew that I had support if I needed anything, you know? It's like, it just so had, cool, though. I know. I was like, I'm out of here. I just, I didn't want to jinx it. I felt like if I said anything prior to the baby being out of my body, that I might jinx that, like I would have a C-section, oh, and yeah, I would yeah. have to stay for a few days, whatever, you know, like, or like something. Crazy what happened with her. I just was like, once she's out and fine, I'm gonna tell everybody that yeah. I'm out of here. Was your wife like, uh, excuse me? She, I think <laughs> that I might have told her in okay. the process of labor <laughs> that if everything goes fine, we're out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then the post it was summer, mid-July, and it was just like so I was like so excited for everybody in the world to meet her, you know? And mm-hmm. you just are like, um, so many people came over to our house and brought us food. We had a meal train for a long time, which was oh, great. like so a couple great months. It was great. Oh wow. yeah that's it was really awesome. great. And um we um you know, I it, oh, like over the first couple of weeks, I think i t- i it took me a really I had p- pretty severe postpartum anxiety with Greta. okay, and I didn't know it, which was so because I think with anxiety or what like what I've come to realize is that, um, it's like your truth with a capital T is the things you're anxious about, you know? And so you cannot be It's like not a rational thing. So I was like trying so hard to be like the perfect mom Mm. and so anxious about that and felt so guilty all the time. And, um, could you give an example of what you mean by that? Well, like, um, I was like, you know, had all of these things that I was like, I'm not going to do that or whatever before like pacifiers. And then I did give a pacifier and then I was like, but I didn't just do it and and feel like this is the right thing. I like, like worried so obsessively about whether it was going to harm her in the long run. Mm. I also like tracked every eating, pooping, peeing, sleeping for like 10 months, maybe like that I was like, now looking back, I'm like, oh, it was like anxiety, OCD, kind of, Mm. you know, and everybody, people didn't, like, I mean, I told people that I was struggling, I was like, because I was crying all the time, and just Mm. so worried that everything I was doing, like, I tell people that I'm like, I literally thought, like, her brain, she was going to be brain damaged if I didn't, she didn't sleep the right amount, and, Mm -hmm. like, I just went, like, off the rails you know I was yeah. like and my mom you know later she was like yeah I was really surprised at how you were mothering like that that's who you were as a mom because like that's not I'm not uptight really in the rest of my life you know i yeah. um or like that really controlled person and I was like control so controlling every ass trying to control yeah and it, she is a human being yeah like looking back I'm like you cannot make somebody sleep. I thought I could make her sleep. It was like, yeah, it's great And now I say it and I'm like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it definitely, it took me almost two years to realize wow. that I had postpartum anxiety.
0: And were you, you mentioned that people didn't mention it to you.
1: People knew that I was having a hard time and they were like, you should go to these like mom groups. And mm. it felt like I was trying to like reach out to be like, I'm not happy. Like, I just was constantly in a state of, like, guilt, overwhelm, sadness, um, mm. worry. And I was like, is this normal? Also, those, like, the intrusive thoughts, which I, like, talked to my friends about. I was like, you know, you're, like, walking down the sidewalk and you, like, s- like see yourself suddenly, like, tripping into the road and somebody, like, running you over these are like falling off a bridge like and moms all say that they have those things and so I'm like okay there is like some it's just such a um spectrum like yeah you know where you're like okay that's normal and it just made me realize like my own experience has really helped me in being a midwife in that I'm like I bet oh like the postpartum hormones lend themselves very easily to anxiety you know and to like because you're supposed to be like obsessed with keeping this baby alive right yeah yeah. but it can it can like just tip to a not normal spot yeah well
0: and you mentioned the like logic of it right like Mm -hmm. you think back to it now and you're like oh well that doesn't really make a lot of sense I shouldn't have thought like that or why would I even go down that path but then there there almost is no real logic
1: no it's like I read something somewhere you know I was like on too many yeah websites and too many books and I like I latched on to some little thing and it was like went off it went off the deep end you know I was just like oh my god
0: and you said it took till Greta was two almost
1: two yes
0: so what was like do you have like a moment where you were like wait a second or was it just kind of gradual or
1: there no it was a moment where I was like wait a second I was having a really so I mean I was a uh, midwife and on call all the time too so like the sleep was just she was also it was like this snowball effect she was a very hard sleeper she was up every 45 minutes to an hour and a half until she was 13 months old mm. so that coupled with sounds like my son being on call all the time and yeah. like my the fear of my phone ringing because she was sleeping in the same room with us when she was asleep finally and like I couldn't fall asleep because I was so anxious and like mm. Every little noise she made, you know, I just had such a hard time sleeping. So sleep in general was just a huge focus for us, you know. And And uh, a big gap, it sounds like. You just weren't getting enough sleep. Yes. And I was on call as a midwife, so I'd be up in the middle of the night whenever, you know. Yeah.
0: And you would be delivering babies at this time?
1: Yes. When did you go back to work? I went back to work at three months postpartum. And I took... only my repeat clients for the first like six months. So through, I guess until maybe until she was about eight months old. So, um, uh, that meant that I knew them already. I joke. I'm like that they knew that I, like I used to be a smart person, you know, (laughs) that I used to be able to speak coherently about like things that happen in pregnancy or supplements or whatever. And, um, that they were familiar with pregnancy that we had like a former, cause the, the practice that I worked in, we did continuity of care. Like I took full care of the women who I was caring for, the clients I was caring for in their families, and then was also the midwife at their birth. So, okay. um, I really knew them and they knew me. Um, so it was a little easier and they were second time moms, which meant typically the births were more straightforward, faster, yeah. all of those kinds of things. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I look back and I'm like, it's crazy. But thankfully, adrenaline is a great hormone to help you, like, be able to function, you know, in births and or whatever, you know, in your life.
0: Hey, guys, are we best friends yet? Make sure that you are following Mama Stories on Instagram and Facebook at The Mama Stories. Also, you can check us out at mamastories.com there, you can read, share, and even sign up to be on this podcast. So go do it right now. Well, maybe after this episode.
1: Um. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was lots of different moments. I was very like terrified and thought that sleep training was like this like horrible, like abusive thing to do to my kid. And then mm. at 13 months, I was like, I'm so angry at her in the middle of the night that... It is worse for her than crying, actually. I hear you on that. So I, like, I had to come to terms with it. And I had, it was awful for me. You know, I really had to leave the house to to be, like, hired a sleep trainer because of the anxiety, which I still didn't realize was there. Like, it was, again, like, I'm, like, harming her. By doing this, but I also know that it's not working, you
0: know? See, when we, when we did sleep training with Grayson, Mm -hmm. it was nine and a half months into no sleep. And we actually had a tease when I switched to formula. I stopped breastfeeding pretty early on. Grayson started sleeping really big chunks Mm -hmm. in the night. And so, um, we, for like a month had like a baby that slept Uh. six to seven hours at night. So we, I was a whole new mom. Yes. And then it stopped. And Awful. so at nine months, nine and a half months, I'll never forget. We started sleep training and my husband's like, you know, walking around the room. He's like, I can't do this. I can't listen okay. to it. And I was like, then you go. You bye. made
1: him leave. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause I need to sleep <laughs> and yes. this is working. So yes.
1: good night. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: was like, get out I of like,
1: Thankfully it was like <laughs> August or September when we did it. And I was like, I'm just going to go like walk our neighborhood, you know, yeah. like it's beautiful out. I'm going to call somebody on the phone who can like listen to me. Obsessed about whether this is okay or not, and then, but not be home. But did it work? It It did. We did it, we hired a sleep trainer, a sleep consultant, and we actually did it twice the first time. It did not work. We did for two weeks. Wow. She cried for two hours, and I was like, and the sleep trainer was like, you need, just, we should stop and try again a little bit later. She could not. She would sit up immediately when she woke up forever, she would just sit herself up, and then she could not find her pacifier. And I was like, Oh my God. Like yeah. I was like, like "Find the why? Pacifier. Like, why can't? And she just would sit there crying. And I was like, Oh my God, just lay down. Yeah. Just lay back down. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, it's crazy. So yeah. many moms will be like, yes. Yeah. And I mean, I just felt at that point. So the sleep training, I was like, I'm not okay. I was so exhausted, but then the anxiety kept going, and, um, uh, at some point I just was like, oh, it, like, something clicked, and it dawned on me, I was like, I have postpartum anxiety, and I, I must have read something, or I don't know, you know, and it was, it was, like, this light bulb moment at about, I think, 18 months, and also, um, I was changing jobs, and I just, I was, a counselor that I was saying was like, you, you know, do you want medication for this anxiety that you're having? And I was like, "Oh, this is like a thing, a medicatable thing." <laughs> okay, like it was sort of validated by somebody else and I did start taking medication and it like really changed my life. You know, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I don't have to live like this all the time." And I think I probably have always had sort of underlying anxiety but not to the extent that it got. Yeah. in my postpartum time and I think it uh really affected my bonding with Greta and um but like we're working on repairing that and like yeah. kids are adaptable and flexible and yeah, like they are. I loved her. It was just not in the way like I want to repair some of that early relationship, sure. you sure. know?
0: Well and you went into more like a protective mode. Right. Yes. And like, a
1: instead of a connecting, it was like, I tell people like I was trying to control her instead of like, yeah. Seeing her for a little person, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it was totally trying, normal. Like yes.
0: every, almost every mom I talk to has something very similar. Yeah. And in my, my whole journey with mama stories and with motherhood and all this is that I just feel like we don't
1: share it enough, yes, I try to share it as a midwife. I'm like, oh, yeah. like just so I mean I we teach birth classes here and I try to be really open about with people about it, just so I'm like, I don't want you to get stuck in this, you know, yeah. and to yeah. be able if I as a midwife who knows things could't see that earlier on, like couldn't recognize this like we i I specifically check in and there's actually in my second pregnancy, the midwife um in Arlo's pregnancy, the midwife had me do a, um, it's called the perinatal anxiety screening something or other. And it's, um, from Australia. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so helpful. Like if I had done this, it's just a screening tool for anxiety. Is it
0: like a online like questionnaire? It's a questionnaire. Exactly. And,
1: um, it was really helpful to see like where you cross the lines of normalcy, basically, because it is all such a, like, um, a spectrum of there is like from the normal feelings that everybody feels to like the extreme. And like, where is, where do you draw that line? And it was helpful for me just to read those things. And so often if I know somebody has been, has had anxiety or something, I'm like, oh, you should like look at this at least to know for yourself, like, Cause you're often like, wait, is this normal? Is this not, you know? Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. It's like the question I feel like I still ask myself yeah. all the time.
1: Yes. Because <laughs> babies and kids are weird and yeah. becoming a mom is weird. It's like one, well, no it's matter so how many, weird and so normal, right? Yes.
0: And no matter how many books you read or blogs no. you read or an expert that you are, it's like everything is just somebody else's opinion. Yes. You know? And mm-hmm. so that's great. And that's what worked for them. But yeah you just it's like trial and error that's yes. all it is there's no yes. true handbook
1: on motherhood right and i think that has you know for me having like arlo i so i yeah, so ended up second p- my second kiddo i planned a home birth and i had a home birth like i almost didn't at the very end it would did not go as quickly as i wanted it to and oh. i was due on um christmas eve and he came at 39 weeks and i think 2 days i went into labor
0: Um, so right before Christmas
1: Eve, right. It was the, yeah, he was, I went into labor on the 18th. Um, and he, thankfully like my, the first part of my labor was great. You know, it's just so interesting to get to experience it again as like live in my own body and my own experience, like versus what I see until like, it was really hard for me to drop the midwife side of of my brain Mm -hmm. and to not like judge what was happening. Sure. Because I had see I as a second time I was like oh it's five centimeters okay great like I'm gonna have a baby probably by midnight you know when they, some, they checked me at 5 p.m. and I had just been like sort of contracting all day um uh, I had bloody show in the morning and I was like I'd been like having cramps through the night and I was like oh I think I was having contractions you know mostly sleeping through in between them and like I woke up went pee and like like wiped. I was like, oh my God, I have bloody show. And Rachel had just left for work. And I was like, you have to come home. Like, I think the baby's going to come, you know? And she, so we actually both worked from home that day. I finished up. It was my last day of scheduled work. And I was doing like building our new computer system. And the lady that I was working, not building, I was like doing, helping to like complete our new um, electronic medical records for the birth center here. And she was left. It was her daughter's birthday. And I was like, it's totally fine. Let's just do this. Like, it'll distract me through early labor and I'm not an active labor. If I have to go, I'll go. But like, I'd be so happy to wrap this up before I go out, you know? Yeah. So I like just worked from home, like on, like sitting on a yoga ball, looking at screens with her. And, um, she was so sweet. And did it
0: distract you? Or were it you did. like, you know, okay. It was
1: great. You know, it was, cause it was, it was really just early labor. And then at five o'clock, my friend, uh, and midwife, um, one of the midwives that I was working with, uh, came over and she checked me and she swept my membranes and I was like, okay, I was five and I was like, all right, great. And then after that things picked up and I, Greta, my Gigi or we call her Gigi, she stayed home. Um, and like, I put her to bed, but I was like having a hard time getting her down because mm. it, by seven thirty or whatever time it was, I was like, oh no, this is like painful now, you and know, you're
0: putting her down to bed. Yes. I mean, this I was just like,
1: I was like, you're a rock star. Uh, I was I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I was, I got through it, but I was like, oh, it's getting uncomfortable. I don't really want to be doing this. Like I knew that it was getting more active. Um, and my friends came over and I was like, okay, it could go quickly. So in like over the next few hours, the, um, another midwife friend came over who was there for support for both of my births actually. And then, um, the midwife who I like hi- my I had my friends as like my support people and then I hired a midwife who like I was I'm not um really friends with outside of um in the midwifery community not that I don't like her it was that I just because I wanted somebody to have a little bit more of a uh, adje- objective sure I yeah. you know and like if something you know if something went wrong or something happened I didn't want to like have that affect my relationship with my Friends. Sure, sure. So um, they came over and then, like, the first part of labor with them, like, got in the tub. It was great, but I could just, I was like laughing. I was like, I feel like I'm doing the same contraction over and over again. They're like, yeah, that's what you do. And I was like, no, like, I can tell it's not doing anything, you know? Mm. Like, it's
0: not progressing. Yes.
1: And I, it was just being impatient. Like, I wanted it to be a fast second baby, like many other second babies that I had seen be born. Yeah. And, um, after it was, so that was at like seven or eight, everybody came over. And then, um, I was like eight centimeters around midnight at one. They checked me again, they, and she broke my water and I thought I was just going to have the baby. I could not bend my, I again was having like really intense, like hip and back pain. And I couldn't bend at my thigh here i couldn't so i had to keep my legs straight it was such a weird i just had never seen anyone is that a normal no and i was like so of course like i was having something that i was like what is happening inside of me yeah why isn't this baby just coming out and then like i'm like laying in bed thinking of all and then i went into my midwife brain and i was like okay like what can i uh, like the baby didn't just come out it's been another hour like how can I get out of this? You know, like I was like, okay, I'm going to call Nora. Who's one of my coworkers who wrote a book who that like our classes are based on. And she, she, I was like, no, but if I call her, like I had planned in my head, I was like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to call an ambulance. They're going to pull up in my back driveway here. I'm going to go get in it. I'm going to call Nora and I'm going to go get an epidural. And I was like, I'm just the midwife who doesn't have a home birth, you know, whatever. At that point I did not care. Um, But (laughs) I, and I was like asking the midwife that was with me, like medications. They were trying a million things, trying to get me to change, change positions. And I just was like, I just I could not do it. And there was four people pushing on my pelvis as like mm. literally as hard as they could. I was like, please push harder. It, I was like, there's, I'm, I tell my friend Mira, who's a midwife and was there. I'm like, I just want to see her like when we're dead. Can we just like, can I just see what all of our pelvises look like <laughs> so that I know like this kind of pelvis kind of sucks for births or <laughs> that one is like, that's the baby that they're the pelvis that people, babies just fall out of, you know? And, yeah, <laughs> um, because I was like, oh, okay, yeah, my pelvis, there's some kind of weird twists and turns that do not make it easy for babies to get out of. Um, finally, though, M- Mira, my friend, convinced me to try standing up again and try getting in the shower. I was like ho- squeezing Rachel's hand the whole time. Mm. And um, as soon as I finally stood up again, because I kind of got stuck in the bed, I stood up, and I felt Arlo finally descend, and I like flopped onto the floor of our the bedroom downstairs on the carpet I was like he's coming and I like put my fingers inside of my vagina and like held my cervix back and I was like I can push him out now and I was like it was so funny the midwife I like pushed his head out and I was like pull him out pull him out and she was like I was and I go am I having a shoulder dystocia and she was like no and I was like this baby is coming out of me, right? I need to be done with this, you know? it's amazing you could feel that. I was like, yeah, I am done. It was like my bones just felt crazy. And I like had bruises on my back for like... Because they were pushing so Because of pushing, yes. Wow. I just was like, oh my God. Okay, I'm like, I'm glad that we're done with two. I got the both experiences. No more, no. (laughs) I'm 40. I'm like, whatever, that's nothing. If people like there, I support women older than 40 having babies, but m- I myself am done with yes. two. And I just am like, it doesn't get easier. He was also two and a half pounds bigger than Greta. Oh wow. He was eight, 13. So, um, and she was six, six.
0: Oh, oh okay. Eight, 13.
1: Yeah. Eight, oh, 13. It. Not okay. 13 I thought
0: you said, I thought you meant 13 pounds. I was like, wait, what?
1: No, he okay. was eight. He was eight, 13. Um, and I was just like, I mean, I was so great to be home. And of course, like two hours after the midwives left, our daughter's like, she's an early riser still this morning. She was up at 5.50 a.m. No matter how much we bribe her. Oh, Um, no. So you're saying it doesn't change. God, no. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, here's your green light. You can have stickers. You can have M&Ms. You can watch a show. What can I use to bribe you to stay and to not wake me up until after 6 a.m.? Yeah. Because I do not do well waking up in the five o'clock hour. Yeah. Anyway, so Arlo, like, I was, we were so glad to be home, but Rachel walked her to school, like, in her pajamas, in Rachel's pajamas, you know, oh, like, yeah. two hours later because she was like, we just had a baby, you know. We're so yeah. exhausted. <laughs>
0: Even if it's
1: Greta so was in her pajamas, yeah, I'd like, be like, "Whatever, yeah, whatever. I think we got her dressed. Oh, who knows? <laughs> but um, she was, like, so happy and has been such a sweet, big sister. It's been... um She, like, loves him so much. We were at the park Mm. today, you know. She, like, wants to protect him so much, but I'm like, oh, let him use his own body to. Yeah. She's like, "Uh, uh, uh," like, he's going to fall. I don't want him to fall. But she's, like, picking him up or kind of, like, body checks him all the time. And I'm like, he is definitely. I mean, he was a bigger kid at birth. And I'm like, he is going to surpass you in size relatively shortly here. (laughs) She's still, like, this little sprightly child, you know. And he's just, I I think probably a very average size kid, but seems really big to me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So two crazy different births. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful because your story just really aligns with, we have a plan. Yes. And we want it to go a certain way, but it's really just, you know, making sure that baby is happy and healthy is number one. Cause I do know my biggest fear was having a C-section. Yeah. But my sister has had all C section babies and they're all great and she's great. And so, as much as it was a fear of
1: mine, it also would have been something that I would have just. You do. And I think that, like, having the perspective, one thing, it was really helpful to me to do the birth classes that we teach here. We teach the midwives, I'll teach them. And I was like, you are able to find like beauty and power and learn things about yourself through any experience whatever the experience is that it takes to get your baby here you know it's like yeah. that it's not that it just they it provides any birth and pregnancy and provides us this like life and uh, experience and opportunity to to learn things about ourselves yeah in the world you know mm-hmm. for sure That's why, that's why moms are so great. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's hard because I, I definitely am careful to not be like, it's not the, the healthy baby isn't the only thing that matters, but like it also, our, our, our experience, it's this balance, you know, it, you know, the woman's experience, it matters too, but that you can be, however a baby needs to get here, that you can be respected and empowered and included in the like. Conversation and all of that, and I felt like I got that in both of my births, you know yeah. and yeah. um in the care that I had, so it's yeah it's been it's i mean i think I think that the mothering has impacted my life as a midwife more than my own birth experiences, you know then okay. although I think that it's helpful I share them with people, but i I think that the being a mom part, in some ways, um, I don't know, that it's just added more layers to the way that I am a midwife. So Yeah, for sure. And especially, like, with the anxiety and the labors that are hard and the, like, questioning if I can or want to keep doing it at home, you know, with the, the, I mean, that part of the birth, I'm like, I know. You know, there was a mom who I had uh, here not that long after I gave birth that just had uh, you know, a longer second labor too, and I was like, I know, I get it. I know yeah. you're gonna get through this, yeah. though. You know, so there are moments where I'm like, yes, I get this. Yeah, you know, for sure. But lots of times it's like everybody feels labor and birth so differently and yeah. experiences it so differently in their the way that we like inter- interpret everything that's going on. Yeah. That that's that that's like a Yes, I have the experience of giving birth, but I also think, yeah, the mothering part is more like it it's uh more applicable to more women, you know? Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, especially if you're trying to like mentor women past birth. Because mm-hmm. I think in that, the postpartum time. Yeah, yeah, like birth is obviously a really big step, but there's also other really big so steps so much that else. comes yeah. after that. Yeah. And
1: my thankfully, you know, in my, my postpartum time with Arlo has been He's only 18 months old. So it's been totally different. I mean, he was a different sleeper from the beginning, which is like like I was like at four weeks, he was like annoyed that I was holding him. He wanted to go to sleep <laughs> at six o'clock and he like wanted me to put him down. And I was like, Oh, like, wait, I'm not ready to be done holding you like while you fall asleep at night and we're watching TV, you know? Yeah. And he like just did longer stretches for a long time and he isn't that funny how they're so just so different. different yeah and I yeah. think my own having like now you know you're like like you said everything's trial and error and to be like I'm with the medication and all of that I'm like more like okay I can experiment with like what's gonna work here yeah one yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, just to be I think you said it earlier like just to be more empowered for making that decision. Yes. As a mom, as to like use a your mom, intuition to mom. use yeah. your
1: like Oh yeah, okay, I know this kid, this is going to work. Like also you just know like they can they're so resilient. You know, like not that I mean that the things that we're like trying that are reasonable are like okay, maybe that's not going to work for me. Maybe it is. Like that you're you just don't I don't know. I don't have that like fear or guilt that yeah. I did. Yeah, you know. It's different. Yeah, it's really different. And
0: are you did you start like medication, anti-anxiety medication when you had him or, or did I you did. continue no, to take I did. No, I did. I
1: actually stopped it before I got pregnant and I started it again at around 20 weeks because I my a big um, symptom of anxiety for me is irritability mm. and I just started noticing it in my relationships with primarily with Rachel and Greta and I was like, "Okay, you know, like let's not like I could feel it rising basically. And yeah. I, yeah. So I wanted to be more proactive and I was like, okay, I'm out of the first trimester. I like accept the, the risks of this medication. Sure. And I think that there's a benefit to like living in a mom's body who is coping with less, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I'm
0: glad, I'm glad you shared that because Usually, what I hear is that women feel broken, yeah, and that they feel either I don't I don't know what the word is like less than, yes, if they do have to take this medicine. But I had obviously I think I had really that the does. first time as yeah. like
1: I w- had this huge hesitancy to start, like it felt like a never ending thing, or like that it like yes that it was like there's something wrong with me instead of just yeah. like this is the situation that's going on and this can be helpful. It's like yeah. one of the things that can be helpful, and it works it's working to help me yeah. help me you and, know so
0: and that's what's like the beauty of it right is like it's helping you and your family and that's mm-hmm. all that matters right but I think there's like all this pressure on us to I don't know cope without it yeah but that doesn't
1: do anybody any good no and you can't sometimes it's hard to like break the cycle of the not coping and the not right. worrying and or, or worrying or obsessing or um, you know, th- yeah. without it, I think that it's a helpful, like, wait a minute, like, let's re do some of those neural pathways in there. You know, that's kind of yeah. how it was explained to me, like, yeah. let's calm everything down here. And then your brain will s- your, you have the space to learn how to cope. Yeah. With other things, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, I think it's been, it's definitely been really helpful.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like you've given a lot of advice already on the podcast, which has been really great. Um, do you have like one piece of advice that you want all moms that are listening to know? I think of what
1: I, the things that I tell people are like at baby showers, what do I write down? You know? (laughs) Um, Oh, I think just like leaning into support, say yes to support Mm -hmm. in the, especially in the postpartum, like that we don't have to do it all by ourselves and you don't need to do the dishes and the keep your house clean you're like you know in that yeah. early postpartum time especially or whatever you know it's like let go of those little things they really it is okay to just like sit in bed with your baby and yeah um and like ask say yes to help every people really do want to help you in the postpartum time when yeah. they come over i'm like if there's if somebody you know if somebody asks you if they can help you like say yes can you get this from the grocery store or yeah. can you take that trash out on your way out or whatever you know
0: yeah yeah thank you that's really good advice yeah. it's so hard to say yes though I know it really is a I lot know. of moms say that too though like offer help ask for help take the help yes. and I just think it's so hard even yes. today yeah I would say I struggle with that yeah because like, we all have that I want to do it all yeah mentality yeah but you got to break it yes absolutely Corey, thank you so much for sharing your motherhood journey with us. I really appreciate that. And stay tuned for the next episode where uh, Corey takes us through all the ins and outs of being a midwife. Thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.